1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: It is the Robin Ludberg Show coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Want to see your loan options, adjust payments, and closing costs online in real time? Rocket can. Uh, A lot of tweets coming in about this Cole Beasley situation. Uh, Brian Anders, Honey Banders, expresses um, he's upset because... He has an 11-year-old who has asthma and can't be vaccinated because of her age and uh, the, the Delta variant you know, spreading and is just concerned about people who aren't being vaccinated as a result. Uh, D. Leibs45 tweets in, man up and say what you want to say. Everybody listening hears your rant and knows you're shaming and throwing shade at Beasley. You're just tiptoeing around it for some reason. No, I'm not. I'm saying exactly what I want to say. Sorry, if you know, like you think I'm not shaming the guy. He could do what he wants. You could do what you want. All I'm saying is you got to live with what the choices you made. I've already told you. I would recommend. It is my hope that people get vaccinated. I got vaccinated as soon as I could. Um, I, you know, I've gotten every vaccine. I believe in the the science, and I would prefer. I'll take my risks with any, you know. Uh, complications as a result of that rather than getting the diseases I'm vaccinated for, including COVID, you know, and I, I wasn't even terrified uh, of COVID personally, you know, as we got more and more information on it, there's always a little, you know, there's a level of concern as many people have died from it as, 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 as did. And it's it still being new and not knowing the long-term ramifications, even if you don't have symptoms, who knows, but I wasn't like living in fear Um, but nevertheless, I ran out and got the vaccine, and I felt a lot more confident after that. So do I recommend the vaccine? Yes. Do I endorse the vaccine? Yes. Uh, Do I think people should get vaccinated? Yes. If you choose not to, am I going to shame you? No. All I'm saying is you can't be mad about the rules. Lee Wood uh, tweets in, have you been asked to prove you've been vaccinated for anything? That's the point. It's not your business. It's a violation of HIPAA. Incorrect. I have been asked to prove. In fact, I've been asked to prove uh, I've been vaccinated for COVID to get into a place. I had to prove uh tuberculosis uh, and um tetanus when I was in the hospital for my my baby to be born last time around. Uh, my kids have to be you know they have to get uh certain vaccines to go to school, and have to show proof of that. So that that's incorrect. HIPAA they can't people can't disclose your personal information, but they can businesses and schools and and the like can have regulations around it for sure. Uh, Don C. Williams says, Cole Beasley is an idiot as a professional athlete. I would think having played all this time, he would realize just the basic legal liability teams and leagues are subject to if a player coach or team personnel were to contract COVID without restrictions in place. Yeah. I mean, that's another thing the NFL has to worry about, Um, you know, and they're trying to uh, protect themselves and their players. And their business and i i think part of it is again also trying to uh incentivize players to take the vaccine pat cook tweets in he has the right not to be vaccinated but the bills could respond with no roster spot if that happens what's he going to do look he already said he's going to retire if he needs to that's his you know okay stand by his convictions that's fine too Eugene Dubbs tweets in his argument is the same as every guy who says he shouldn't be required to wear a seatbelt. Sorry, Cole, rules are in place to protect others. and Yeah, that, I mean, that's that's the truth, too. You, you could choose not to wear a seatbelt. That is a personal choice, but it does put you more at risk. I mean, there's, you know, a lot that goes into it, of course. Let's go to Dan in Charlotte. Dan, you're up next here on CBS Sports Radio.
0: Hey, good morning. Um, has anybody discussed or looked into how the NFL is going to navigate certain states that have certain rules regarding discriminating or asking or requiring COVID and other states that seem to have no problem with those restrictions?
2: Uh, no, I mean, this is, these are NFL rules, right? So I don't think that matters. I, I don't think it matters what state, you know. Uh, I mean, most a lot of states are lifting restrictions just in general. I, I know in, in New York just lifted all restrictions, right? Um, New York City. Uh, New York, uh, 70% vaccination rate or whatever. Um, I'm in Jersey right now, and, and, and they've lifted restrictions inside and, and all that. And, and obviously, you know, typically these are more um, blue states, if you will. But the the NFL's rules are the NFL's rules, and there are no restrictions essentially for, for vaccinated players. So I don't think it has anything to do with the state.
0: Well, they can't violate state laws. So if a state law like Florida says you cannot require or discriminate Anybody due to choosing not to have a COVID shot, I don't know how they'll navigate that. Also, but they're not
2: discri- they're not discriminating. I mean, it's just the those are the rules. A business is allowed to have it. A business, no, a business is allowed to have its rules. I mean, like if you, I mean, were you discriminating if you say again, if, like if you say that uh, you have to wear a suit to work for a job, are you discriminating against people who don't like suits? No. Okay. Yeah. You have to wear a suit to work. doesn't mean you have to wear a suit everywhere you go.
0: Right. So they'll they'll be okay until somebody like Tom Brady says they're not getting it. And then they'll then we'll see how the conversation shifts.
2: I, I don't think so. I don't think it uh, – the NFL's not going to move on that. The NFL's, uh, pow- we'll see. the NFL's more powerful than a player. I'm sorry. It, it, it'd be Tom Brady. It could be Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes combined on that Madden cover. The NFL's – the NFL has flexed its muscle on its players over and over and over again. I, You know, the, the uh, players ain't winning that. Uh, and th- th- that's not going to – again, this is also, you know, NFLPA. Cole Beasley went out at the NFLPA. It's just like I was talking about with the injuries with, with the NBA, and thanks for the call. These things are not all unilateral either. There is a players association, a union for a reason, and the union has agreed to these things. Let's go to Bill in Wyoming. Bill, you're up next here on the Robin Lundberg Show on CBS Sports Radio.
3: Hey, how are you doing?
2: What's up, Bill? Hey, so I I
3: just – I don't know why if if you guys and the NFL believe so much in this vaccine, why does it matter if he's vaccinated? I mean, I've got family and friends that have been vaccinated, and we get together. Mm -hmm. Nobody cares which ones have been vaccinated, and nobody cares which ones have not Mm-hmm. If that vaccine works, it works i don't i don't my kids have their polio vaccine, you know whatever they get all their shots for school. I don't care if a kid doesn't
2: well uh, here's here's the thing a couple all right. couple of reasons one personally, at this point, to be honest, i don't care i i go I'm doing what i want to do, I'm not even thinking about it anymore but that's yeah, exactly. and I
3: realize like that, me the population where I'm at compared to where you're at is like unreal.
2: But that's but that's my individual life, right? I'm not. That's not yes. like in the confines of a business. If if a if a establishment still requires me to wear a mask to enter, I'll put a mask on, right? Like that's their rule. Oh, I, that's yeah, not I, the case anymore. But
4: yeah. that's
2: their rule. A- and the NFL, there's a few reasons. Uh, one, like I said, might be just to incentivize people to get vaccinated. Two, there's liability for the NFL. Three, they're obviously consulting with. You know, science uh, scientists who know more than you and I do on this subject. Four, the unvaccinated players can spread the disease amongst themselves. It's also not impossible to get the you know COVID when, when you're vaccinated. It just much more unlikely and you're you're you know not going to get the 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 serious consequences but the unvaccinated population within the locker room could still spread it amongst themselves so therefore the regulations are in place for them and their own safety based on what the NFL has decided data wise and then you know lastly the NFL could put the rules in place they want to put in place that's their prerogative
3: yeah I get it I mean that's like I mean a friend that works in he lives in Colorado and marijuana is legal there but his employer, and, if you fail a drug test, you're fired.
2: Yeah, and that's—I mean, I, I would—I think that's BS, right? Like personally, right? But well, it is what it yeah, is. But, <laughs> you know, like, well, it is
3: and it's kind it of like this too. I mean, I—I I think the rules are ridiculous, but it's still their 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 rules.
2: Yeah, I appreciate the call, and I—you look, I Bill, I appreciate your ability to process that logic. I do, honestly. I appreciate it because clearly you're not, you know, you and I aren't clear, aligned on everything. And, and it seems to me you are, you know, not worried about the, the vaccine or who's vaccinated or, or perhaps aren't vaccinated yourself, whatever the case may be. Um, but I appreciate your ability to process that process that logic instead of just, you know, lashing out like like sometimes can be the case. Let's go to Gino in Washington, D.C. Gino, you're up next here on The Robin Lundberg Show. What's going on, Gino?
0: Morning, Robin. Uh, Thanks for having me on the show. I love the conversation. Um, I'm a vaccinated guy, and I have kids like you, and I do the vaccine thing. But one very interesting thing uh, popped into my mind as I was driving around listening this morning, and that's that none of the vaccines have reached um, full actual FDA approval. And so I'm not sure how it would apply to an employer like the NFL, but I doubt um, public school systems and the federal government will mandate or strongly encourage vaccination to the point of creating sort of like two tracks of work environment until Mm -hmm. we move to fully approved. And I understand that this is not the, you know, Cole Beasley's not raising a timing point and saying when we get to a certain progression in the vaccine approval, this is fine. So I'm giving him sort of a, an out that he didn't articulate himself, but I do think it's worth noting that, um, Perhaps employers are kind of on slippery slopes with really incentivizing and certainly outright requiring vaccines until the fda uh fully approves them so well, the, i, I just mean wanted to, to be fair the
2: nFL is not mandating that you get vaccinated right i mean they're just and, and they have large groups of people within a you know a, a small space uh it yeah is true. I, I don't know what yeah. it is like in you know i'd be interested if there are any teachers out there because that's that's a um you know a place where i, I think Two places one would be in the healthcare profession I, I would imagine the vaccination rates are extremely high there and then I would also imagine it's the case with teachers as well um, because especially the kids can't get vaccinated I'm, I'm curious wh- how schools ha- have handled that in, in general um, but you know you know it's a fair it's a fair point that you raise and that it is you know it part of the reason it was a a rushed approval rushed is the wrong word because uh, rushed implies negative, but it, it was given the um approval in, in the the meantime, so that we could get out of this pandemic and this crisis, being it, it's unprecedented times and circumstances. Eight five five two one two four two two seven at Robin Lundberg on Twitter. All right, get back into the NBA playoffs in, in just a minute. Also, want to talk about a, a story in, in baseball real quick though. Um, it is Juneteenth today. Uh, and it, you know it's now a, a national holiday and I, I just wanted to um, I don't know I, I suppose it, it's new in the sense of it, it being um, recognized as a national holiday and and generally for most national holidays you would say you know happy whatever or or please take a second to remember um, on Memorial Day uh, of course those who would who had fallen in service um, and and I just want to say something quick uh, about Juneteenth. And that is, I know there were probably plenty of people who weren't as aware uh, of it until recent times and and recent events. But the the one point I want to make is 1865. You know, that's the um, Juneteenth anniversary, right? that's when it it started the date of June 19th, 1865 which was when Texas had announced um, the freedom for enslaved people that's not that long ago in the grand scheme of things 1865 you know, it's less than 200 years and when you have something as horrific and oppressive and disgusting and dehumanizing as slavery, the ripple effects of that are very long-lasting. When people aren't able to gain land or wealth for themselves or careers and or are, are, are encouraged not to read and are separated from others and ha- have – Lower, you know, higher mortality rates, and their family isn't there for them, and all these things that go on and on down the line, and you know when, obviously the the freedom of slavery is not the end of racism or oppression, and you get know, segregation and and so on and so forth to what we see today. So, uh, I I would just say, the reason there that that gravity that significance don't lose sight uh, of the fact of that wasn't that long ago. And and it is, you know, America's greatest sin. In in many ways, and you know, however, people are, are choosing to celebrate Juneteenth or have celebrated Juneteenth or don't celebrate Juneteenth because of the the, you know, the history of it. Whatever that that case may be, personally, how you feel, um best about the holiday i mean I, I, what, what drives me crazy is people who complain that it is made a holiday like i've never seen anybody complain about getting a holiday before but the 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 actual origin and and the nature of it knowing where it came from and and, and remembering you know why that's such a big deal still today because it's not that long ago in history and that's not obviously the end of it um It it was something that that has had long, long long-lasting ripple effects um, since that point in time that we still see today. Apparently, there are some ripple effects for pitchers who cannot use substances to grip baseballs anymore. I'll get to that coming up next. It is The Robin Lundberg Show here on CBS Sports Radio.
3: You're listening to The Robin Lundberg Show.
2: And you can hit me up on... Said handle, at Robin Lundberg, on Twitter, also on the phones, if you wish at 855-212-4227. But I have some breaking news here. Um, there is crying in baseball, after all. It, it yes, there there is. Um, Exhibit A would be Garrett Cole because here's what what Garrett Cole had to say <laughs> shortly after uh you know baseball had announced its new regulations on foreign substances?
5: It's so hard to grip the ball. I just, you know, I mean, for Pete's sake, it's, it's part of the reason why almost every player on the field has has something, regardless if they're a pitcher or not, to help them help them control the ball. I would encourage the commissioner's office to continue to talk with us, please, because we're the ones that throw the ball. They don't. And um, we're the experts in this situation, and, and we're aligned in terms of intent. Uh, with the commissioner's office as well.
2: Can I hear the very beginning of that uh, again? Just, to, I, I just want to hear the, for Pete's sake. For Pete's sake. Yeah, all right. <laughs> it's so hard to grip a ball. Oh my God. What are we gonna do? I, I mean, I feel so bad. I feel so bad. How would these pitchers ever grip a ball again, if they can't cover their hands in maple syrup and suntan lotion and whatever else? <laughs> and Make these concoctions. You see some of the text, <laughs> some of the uh, text messages that that had leaked out. You know, as they're like, "I heard you're the guy for these sticky stuffs, and you know, what do you use to make it work in cold weather and all that stuff?" Y'all were cheating. He's crying because he can't cheat anymore. I mean, yes, do players, you know, use stuff to help them? I guess you know, batting gloves or something. Uh, uh sure. The grip. You want to wear a pitching glove? Maybe they'll let you wear a pitching glove, dude. <laughs> you know? but there is a uh, you know, and I, I'll I'll credit the the story from Sports Illustrated. Stephanie Epstein is going to join us in just a bit. Her and Alex Pruitt um wrote a fantastic story that that really broke this open uh, as far as as just how big a problem it was or is um you know the, the framing of that story was the new steroids but you had seen that the 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 statistics and how much it had benefited pitchers of late uh with their spin rates going up and 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 how uh, at least anecdotally it was speculated that the vast majority of, of pitchers in the league were using some sort of foreign substance which by the way you're not even allowed to use foreign substances in professional wrestling right I remember, like, uh, Anthony, you remember Mr. Fuji and, and other managers who would have a foreign substance. They would wait until the, uh, you know, ref was distracted and, and throw, throw
5: it in your his. eyes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> foreign substance. That wasn't even allowed there. That, if the ref had seen it, he would have disqualified. been disqualified. It's it. <laughs> your
5: guy loses.
2: Yeah. I mean, like, so you can't even use a foreign substance in pro wrestling. Why do you think you should be able to do it in baseball? And, you know, coincidence or not, Yeah, That start, um, Garrett Cole struck out a season low, four batters. His fastballs averaged a spin rate of 2,303 revolutions per minute, which was down 210 RPMs from his season average coming into the game. So, I don't know. Was it because, for Pete's sake, he didn't have anything to grip the ball with?
5: For Pete's sake. (laughs)
2: Yeah. You know, Garrett Cole's made himself the face of this too. That's you know, he didn't have to do that. He's the one who did it. Between that and his his opening, uh, you know, the the um, when he was asked whether he used it, and he went into this whole like, well, it's been passed down for generations, <laughs> from one pitcher to the next. <laughs> um, it's obviously not just Garrett Cole, right? I mean, this is running rampant throughout Major League Baseball. And, and the reason you know if you're if you're wondering why is it a big deal why do people care now if it's been done forever well one I think they've better you know they've, they've gotten to a point where the, the substances they're using are, are more effective and then two that's been backed up in the the data um, and, and baseball has a crisis on its hands when it comes to a lack of action in the game because they're just guys aren't hitting the ball They're not making – forget not hitting the ball. They're not even making contact. And a big reason for that is just how good the pitching has been. And, you know, pitchers are throwing harder than they've ever thrown before. More pitchers are throwing harder than they've ever thrown before. More pitchers are getting into the game who are throwing harder than they've ever thrown before. And at the same time, the ball is moving like crazy, which just makes the task for a hitter – darn near impossible, you know, like, it, and and you're just not seeing, you know, you're seeing more, more and more missed bats as a result, and there was a period, I don't know if it's changed in the last week or so, but Major League Baseball did have the worst batting average in the history of the sport this year, in the history of the sport, and when this then becomes, you know, when you get... Uh, this becoming more and more public and more and more uh, cause and effect, baseball felt they needed to do something about it. So they're going to crack down on it. Even though, like, you know, I'm not giving them any special credit. Yeah, baseball had to have known this was going on. Everybody knew this was going on clearly. You know, it's one of the reasons that never got called out because a manager can't go, hey, check this guy when he knows his guys are doing the same thing. But once the attention is drawn to it, And you you combine that with the the lack of production you've seen at the plate this year. Major League Baseball realized, oh, well, yeah, we better do something about this. And they decided to do something about it. And now the pitchers are, unless they're going to really risk, you know, missing significant time, they're going to have to adjust. And you see, you know, it's tough. For Pete's sake, it's tough. To make that adjustment (laughs) it's so hard to grip a ball it's so hard how will i ever hold the ball again uh poor garrett cole he didn't have to do that but he's now like twice he was like yeah of course i've done it without saying that in as many words and then now that he can't do it for pete's sake how do you grip a ball (laughs) I don't know if I've ever heard anybody say, for Pete's sake, in a sentence seriously. (laughs) When they weren't trying to, like, you know, send something up. And they're actually like, yeah, my my serious point is for Pete's sake. But there you have it. And now, you know, these pitchers have proven there is crying in baseball. I've never seen a sport with more babies than baseball, to be honest. so many babies throughout. What what a sport full of babies. (laughs) Full of cheaters and babies. Constantly cheating and then constantly throwing hissy fits about something. You hit a home run off me. Ah! <laughs> I got to throw a ball at you. Gosh, it's embarrassing.
3: You're listening to the Robin Lundberg Show.
2: If you didn't know why the use of foreign substances was such a big problem in Major League Baseball, and you just found out, that was likely due to the results of the wonderful reporting done by my next guest, Stephanie Abstein, senior writer at Sports Illustrated. She wrote the story along with, with Alex Pruitt about pitchers doctoring baseballs. And, Stephanie, I know I've already told you um, how great that story was, but it is not just a story. It, it's, it's a moment in time. You should be very proud of it. Uh, are, are you, though, in, in any way, do you feel bad for Garrett Cole? You know, because clearly – this has been going on throughout major league baseball, but this dude's managed to make himself kind of the face of it, both by like, this has been handed down for generations. And then now it's so hard to grip a ball for Pete's sake.
1: Well, thank you for saying that. First of all. Um,
2: Yeah. I mean, I think
1: I, I wouldn't say I feel bad for Garrett Cole exactly, but I do think that fans need to remember that it is a league wide problem. um, And that it's been institutionalized by teams. And so, while it can be fun to sort of point fingers at individual players and, you know, they, had, they were doing something that was against the rules, they in part were doing it because their teams told them to. So I, I think it's just worth remembering sort of the levels of this thing, that it's not just a bunch of rogue actors, it's teams handing them uh, sticky stuff, basically.
2: Yeah, so how did that tacit understanding work for, for people who aren't aware? Because you, at, at one point, you know, these guys knew they were doing something that wasn't, you know, on the up and up. We've seen some of the text messages that have come out, you know, that, that you know, can you get me some of that stuff you got cooking up? But at the same time, it was so accepted and, and really Major League Baseball just kind of turned the other way for so long. How exactly did that tacit understanding work between not just the players but the, the, the teams themselves and the players?
1: Yeah, I think there was a feeling that this is not really a rule that anybody's interested in enforcing. And so, you know, it was kind of like a wink and nod. I've heard people compare it to me to driving, you know, like 70 in a 65 or something that, you know, you're not supposed to do it, but nobody seems to really care. So you wouldn't perhaps announce to the world, you know, if if you walked by a police officer, you might not say, hey, I was driving 70, but you don't you don't really feel bad about it. You don't honestly think that hard about it because. Everyone seems to be doing it, and and if you are driving slower than that, actually you're like holding up traffic in some sense. And so that I think a lot of these players felt like if they don't use anything, they are at a disadvantage because everyone else is.
2: Well, and, and in the story, you know the 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 subtitle or the the title, the, the new steroids. I mean that's a big thing to say, right? Because of how big the steroid era is, and and I think. When some fans first heard about this, they probably had the mindset of, well, it's been going on forever or it's not that big a deal. But you can see, you know, how big a deal it actually has been by the the numbers, which you illustrated in there with the spin rate increases and and the the decrease in in batting average through Major League Baseball. And then in the reaction from someone like Garrett Cole, right? Like, because whether that is psychological physical or combination of both the the way he spoke about it the other night did not sound like someone who was as confident w- without the use of, of of a substance
1: yeah well they've been using something for a century it's just that they've gotten really much better at it over the last couple of years and so in some mm-hmm. cases the the substance is more like industrial glue rather than just a little bit of sunscreen mixed with rosin and in some cases it's uh Like, I mean, we're talking really sticky stuff. I had a player tell me he got stopped at airport security because they swabbed his hands uh, and they found something on his hands. Uh, But it's so it's true that they have been using it forever, but I don't think they've been as effective forever. And I think that's why that's sort of why I was hearing this idea that it's the new steroids, that suddenly it's really performance enhancing. And so if you're not using it, you are putting yourself at a competitive disadvantage.
2: And that's what uh, it was. Donaldson said, right uh, uh, about it. The 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 um the the performance enhancing. Those being the, the the two key words. It's not like you know in the past people didn't seem to care because it, it, they didn't you know whether it's your personal ritual or or you know it was the equivalent of batting gloves. Um, but once it started having an impact on, on the game itself, is when it became more problematic.
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of – Donaldson said it publicly, but a lot of hitters have been saying – a lot of pitchers, honestly, feel the same way. Um, and many, you know, many managers, executives, I think everybody in the game agrees that especially the really sticky stuff is performance-enhancing, where they start to disagree is whether uh, the league should have acted in the middle of the season. But I do think everybody agrees that this stuff is performance-enhancing.
2: Robin Lundberg talking to Stephanie Abstein, senior writer at Sports Illustrated here on CBS Sports Radio. Now, Stephanie, what led to Major League Baseball making this decision? I mean, whether it's you or not, I'll credit you guys for for the story (laughs) and that being why they acted. But what, in your mind, led to them acting now? Like, why was it that they decided, all right, we need to take action at this moment?
1: I think it's become such a topic of conversation that they felt like they didn't really have a choice. This is, like, the only thing people in the sport are talking about now fans are aware of it you know broadcasters are mentioning it see you know these stories are coming out about it and i think it started to feel like what we're just going to let them cheat for the next four months you know it it feels uh they they felt like i don't think they realized how big a problem it was honestly Mm -hmm. and so when they started this sort of data collection process i think they were surprised to see some of these balls they're collecting have fingerprints on them are you know they're picking up grass as they roll they're pulling grass out of the ground. That's how sticky they are, and I don't think the league expected that. And so when they saw how big a problem it was, they saw how bad the offensive numbers were. They were like, "We can't go on like this. We've got to do something."
2: And, and to the, to the numbers point, the cause and effect nature of it. For for those who may not be aware, can you um, illuminate a little bit as to just why it, it was such a problem, and just why you know the, the the spin rate term that keeps getting thrown out there is important?
1: Yeah. So the, the ba- adding sticky stuff to a baseball increases your spin rate. And the reason that spin rate is important
2: is that spin rate
1: contributes to movement. Uh, and so if, you've, if you're a hitter who has spent, who has you know, seen millions of pitches over your career, you can't watch, the human eye can't track the last few feet of a pitch. So it's too fast. So you, uh, you basically have to extrapolate based on every pitch you've seen. You know, if, it start, if, if at a certain point it's here, then I assume it's going to end up there. And so you swing to there. But now, because these pitches are moving so much more, they're spinning so much faster, therefore they're moving so much more, they're behaving in a way that you've never seen in your whole career. So if you swing to there, you're going to miss the pitch because it's actually in a different place. And so you guys don't really know what to do about that. They you know, they try to swing. They try to guess, okay, I guess it's going to be higher than I thought because it's got more rise than I expected. But it's very hard. I Charlie Blackman was telling me it's very hard to swing – to like it feels like that's wrong you know it feels like that's not where the pitch is supposed to be so you feel like you're swinging to miss the baseball and they've spent their whole career swinging to hit the ball so you know their hand eye coordination is what got them to the big leagues and it feels it's very hard to retrain that suddenly based on a new entry in this library of pitches um and so the the league wide batting average is incredibly low there's a ton of strikeouts you know we've had like a no-hitter every other night, basically. It's, very, it's never been harder to hit. And we don't know exactly how much of that is sticky stuff. Some of that is you know, velocity. Some of that is the pitchers are better. It's not the new baseball uh, that the league introduced this year. There are a lot of factors. But the hope is that if they eliminate the sticky stuff, maybe, maybe that will fix the offense problem enough that they don't have to move the mound back or increase the size of the bases or do these other rule changes they were talking about.
2: Do you expect to see the offensive numbers jump in immediately?
1: I think they will. Uh, I don't know. How, some of it is going to be because of the sticky stuff. Some of it is because it's June, and, you know, the numbers we have will have been from April. So, it, you know, as it gets warmer, offense gets better. But, yeah, I do think, I do think uh, the offense is going to get better. And I don't know how much, but not having sticky stuff is going to make a big difference, I think.
2: One more angle of this that, that's a little broader. I, I'm just curious what your, your thoughts are on – why is cheating – so prevalent in, in baseball culture because it's not just a, you know, you go back like corking bats to sealing to signs with, with the Astros, and I had my fun with the Astros just like everybody else. But clearly, you know, they're not the only ones doing stuff. Steroids, and, and now this, you know, like it just feels like cheating scandal after cheating. Is it the individualized nature of, of the sport? Why does it seem like like cheating in baseball? go hand in hand and you can't pull your hands apart because of the substance that that's all right.
1: Well, I think there's a history of it. So in some ways they feel like they're, you know, this is like a grand tradition, you know, Gaylord Perry was spitting on the baseball there. There are guys scuffing the ball going back a century. So some of it is this sense that you're uh, like, everybody does something, you know, you're not cheating, you're not trying, whatever. I do also, I'm not sure it's, so much worse than in other sports. I mean, you look at the Patriots' behavior. I think that in baseball, uh, they are around each other so often. Like, they play so many games and they play a series at a time that they're all looking at each other and identifying things that they think each other is doing. I mean, the conspiracy theories are wild. But I think a lot of it is just the history of the game in the sense that, like, you sort of owe it to to your teammates to be pushing the envelope a little bit.
2: And, and you know, um, was this from the sense of all the players you talk to? Are, are people generally happy about what's happened w- with Major League Baseball, or, or unhappy, or does that just depend on whether they're a pitcher or not?
1: Well, it it is split a little bit, although maybe less than you would expect, because there are the pitchers who haven't been using anything and they have been tired of feeling left behind. Uh, I think I think a lot of people would agree that acting suddenly in the middle of a season is tough. But then the other side of that is like they have been telegraphing for several weeks that they were going to act, and also you've known you weren't supposed to do it the whole time, and so maybe you should have been prepared. I think probably if they had done what they're doing now before a season started, other than the grumbling of a couple of pitchers, everybody would have been on board. Uh, And So this – I think in the end it's going to be – uh, it's probably going to be for the better, and people mostly see that. But you do have pitchers like Tyler Glasnow getting hurt, and saying that he believes it was because he wasn't allowed to use the sticky stuff. I think you'll probably hear more of that.
2: Stephanie Abstein, senior writer of Sports Illustrated, you know, broke the the, the doors open on this story. Congratulations on it uh, once again, Stephanie, and, and appreciate you, you joining me today. Well,
1: thank you, and thank you so much for having me.
2: I mean, seriously, if you haven't seen it, um, the daily cover. Sports Illustrated on June 4th, uh, 2021. Uh, she and Alex Pruitt worked on it. Uh, that this should be the biggest scandal in sports was the headline, the, the new steroids. Um, and she's done great work on it since then as well. But truly, like, I, you know, eye-opening stuff when I read it for the first time because it, it wasn't something that, you know, I, I had kind of known with pine tar and everything and made jokes about it. I didn't realize um, the prevalence or the effectiveness to the, the degree until I, I read that story. And I, and I think that was the, the case for a lot of people. What do you think of, of pitchers? You know, do they have a beef? Hey, we were allowed to just do it forever. Our managers didn't even crack down on it. People have cheated forever in baseball. Now all of a sudden we can't do it for Pete's sake. Or is it good that Major League Baseball has cracked down on it? Just saying the sticky stuff is hilarious to me too. The sticky stuff yeah you can't put <laughs> glue on your hands anymore <laughs> 855 5, 212 212 2, it's both ridiculous and, and not at the same time right uh because you, you know you see you've seen the the effect that it has had and 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 i'm not kidding when you hear play Garrett cole one more time not just the pete sake part of, of it anthony
5: it's so hard to grip the ball i just you know i mean for pete's sake it's Part of the reason why almost every player on the field has has something, regardless if they're a pitcher or not, to help them help them control the ball. I would encourage the commissioner's office to continue to talk with us, please, because we're the ones that throw the ball; they don't, and um, we're the experts in this situation, and and we're aligned in terms of intent uh, with the commissioner's office as well.
2: That was a man who was hurting. <laughs> he was hurting. He couldn't use it anymore. He didn't know what to do with himself. Uh, and I, I mean, you know, that especially like baseball players, I think athletes in general, but baseball players such creatures of habit, right? Uh, so yeah, that was somebody who was hurting there. Let's go to Dre in Fort Worth. Dre, you're up next here on CBS Sports Radio.
4: Hey, how you doing, man? Uh, I just want to call in. I, I heard what y'all was saying about the Kobe situation. Uh, this is my personal take on it. Uh, I'm just like Cole Beasley as far as the vaccine goes. And, this, and this, I'm saying this from a Christian perspective. I understand fully what everybody is saying, but here's my thing, and, and I'm saying this as a Christian, as a believer. Hey, man, you run to, you know, you say you believe God, you say you believe Jesus Christ as a healer, but you're running to take a vaccine. And understand what I'm saying by that. These same people who are saying they trust in God with their life, you won't come to the church to get a word from God, but you come in to get a vaccine. And these same people that's, you know, really hammering Cole Beasley, they always say to each his own. Everybody got their right to an opinion. But yet, if you don't think like they think, they want to try to condemn you for Hold thinking on, what on, you two think.
2: Things. One thing, I'm not condemning he can have his opinion. All I'm saying about it is that he can't then be upset about the rules. You know, like his choice is his choice. But his choice has ramifications based on the rules that the NFL put in place. Uh, I'm not a religious guy myself, but I I would counter what you're saying is wouldn't people who do believe believe that vaccines and science are the miracles uh, that come uh, because of God as well? That's the way my logic would say that would go. Um, But again, I'm not shaming Cole Beasley. He could do what he wants. You could do what you want but no shoes, no shirt, no service, and no vaccine, then you're going to be dealing with different rules as a result of the NFL's rules. It is the Robin Ludberg Show here on CBS Sports Radio. We'll get back to the NBA playoffs coming up next.